0: Hello and welcome to Drive and Double Feature Podcast. I'm Nathan. Yeehaw! Hey, yeehaw! Giddy up, cowboy! <laughs> What's this cowpoke's name? <laughs> oh, it's Ryan! It's Cowboy Ryan over there. And you know what? No, uh, Cowpuncher Ryan. Cowpuncher Ryan. Okay, that's fine. That's fine, too. It's, it's in the West. They might have needed some tenderizing for those cows, right? That's what they do for a kobe steak right
1: Yeah, they just punch a cow right in the face
0: yeah that's that's what i think (laughs) anyway (laughs) anyway before we get into this western themed edition of drive and double feature podcast i want to talk to you about a patreon over at patreon.com slash drive and double feature podcast we have a bunch of bonus episodes and you get access to all of those for five dollars a month and you'll help support the show as well but getting into this Tuesday's edition, which is a Western movie, and we got a Western double feature ahead of us. We're talking about The White Buffalo from 1977 direct. Well, I should say starring Charles Bronson, directed by J. Lee Thompson. It's the return of J. Lee Thompson, who we've talked about twice. And he was a hit and a miss for us. So I don't know. I didn't know going into this because uh, Alan Quaterman was great. We both loved mm-hmm. that. And then Firestarter was, not Firestarter, Firewalker Walker. wasn't as good. At least to me, I wasn't a big Firewalker fan. I wasn't either. Um, but this is actually the first time Charles Bronson shows up on the show. Uh, over 100 episodes in, and that man has so many B-movies that we could talk about. Um, especially the big one, Death Wish. But um,
1: uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, he completely 100% like respected actor like in the early days like he was in yeah. like some really big movies like yeah. the great escape uh once uh, upon
0: a time in the west
1: yeah just like these huge movie roles and then it just mm-hmm. he it's like uh, Liam Neeson right now he's just 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 got into these like trashy action movies and yeah. just that's and he found his niche
0: got yeah. a second life exactly he found his niche and that's where he's sticking or that's where he stuck with for like till the end of his career um but he still had like some weird respect i guess fun little fact that i learned before this and i'll just bring it up now because i don't know when i'll bring it up again ingmar bergman tried to get him in one of his movies for the longest time but charles bronson said he was weak and that he wouldn't be in any Bergman movie which also means Charles Bronson has watched Ingmar Bergman movies so
1: wait was he saying he himself was weak or was he claiming Ingmar Ig- oh, Ig- Bergman claimed, was too, sorry, too weak
0: he was claiming that Bergman was too weak like his oh. characters were weak so hey, uh, you know
1: I'm, I'm i'm taking bronson's side on this
0: Oh God, that's right. That's right. We're B- we're a B movie podcast, so actually, yeah, I'm not the biggest Bergman head. Uh, uh, no, I I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't.
1: I wasn't lying. <laughs> I wasn't doing a gag. <laughs>
0: so yeah. So <laughs> you're taking Bronson's side, anti-Bergman. Um, yeah. Yeah. But um, this movie is not very Bergmanesque. This is a weird western, is the best way I would put it. Uh, I guess like it's Moby Dick. But with a buffalo in the west, but it's also kind of a Jaws ripoff too, um, about just a white buffalo that's huge kills people, and then um, you got kind of a parallel plot. We got Crazy Horse going against white bu- the white buffalo, and we got Charles Bronson going against the white buffalo. um I will say the opening to this movie is really cool. It's kind of moody, where it's like the shots of the trees and smoky. Mm-hmm. It's dark, but what kind of kills it? is charles bronson waking up and it's all a nightmare but he's shooting his guns as soon as he wakes up and this isn't the first this isn't the last time this happens this movie it is the funniest thing oh,
1: oh it's great i love it mm-hmm. i love it
0: <laughs> yeah he's hey. just like as soon as he wakes up both guns in hand <laughs>
1: Complete disregard of anyone's safety, just wildly firing guns, no matter where he is.
0: Yeah, and this first section, he's in a train, sleeping on the bottom bunk, for one. There's a bunk on top of him, and he just shoots the top bunk. He's very lucky that no one was above him to shoot. And even the the guy on the train is like, hey, you know, it's a good thing no one was sleeping above you. But his reaction is also pretty funny, because he's just like... uh, go ahead
1: yeah yeah he's just like whatever no big deal
0: <laughs> yeah it's like uh you know you could have killed somebody but you stay you stay it's okay <laughs> um <laughs> which is i i don't know i guess is a funny way to introduce this whole movie um and just from here on out i i think this movie is just really silly and i think it's a good time I think there's a lot of issues, specifically one, and we'll get there for me. But I still liked the movie. I think the White Buffalo was a fun ride. Mm-hmm.
1: I thought it was great. I really did.
0: Nice, nice. You loved
1: it. It was such a romp. It mm-hmm. was just like everything I wanted. Uh, I mean, it's it's Jaws. It's literally Jaws, but it's like <laughs> it's such it's such a campy version of it. Like Grizzly. It was trying really hard to be Jaws, but, like, super serious. And it just mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't really what I was looking for. This one is just, like, total balls to the balls. <laughs> like, like, how could you take a giant Buffalo serious at all? No, like yeah, the- no. <laughs> but... Jaylee Thompson, he just, he, he, he hit all the right buttons again for me.
0: Nice. Yeah, no, I, I like that the Buffalo, it, it's because, you know, it's like Jaws, but it's a little more, it's got the mysticism to it too, because it's so tied to like Native American, like uh, culture and all that. Um, and we'll get into the part that I don't like in this movie later, because it's something that happens later. But I think like revving up this movie is awesome because we get that really great scene of uh the buffalo rampaging through the uh native american camp i really like the animatronics on this buffalo they kind of reuse the same shot over and over again but it's good of him galloping and he just wrecks all these tents and kills people I,
1: it's so great i i i like i was so just drawn in by all of this <laughs> like it just like those giant buffalo just rampaging through mm-hmm. a camp of. Uh, just phenomenal stuff and <laughs> <laughs> like um, didn't want it to end i when that what scene i just like i think it was just that giant buffalo just rampaging throughout the whole movie uh-huh. just going from like encampment to different encampment i, I would have been great but I, I mean of course i mean the effects are not as good as they would be like today obviously but i, I mean for a huge giant real life buffalo that's not cgi i mean i think they did pretty good for what it it is
0: so like thinking about it now (laughs) if they made this movie it'd be a definite like straight to dvd like b movie budget and they would use cg so it looked like junk right like compared to this no matter if they made it today like that cg would look worse than this animatronic because i think they put in good work to this animatronic uh...
1: Oh yeah. I mean, the way it gallops and everything and moves, I mean, like you don't Mm -hmm. see anything. I mean, I don't, I I mean, I don't know how they did it. I would love to see like a making of, of this, like how they Mm -hmm. got that thing to move like
0: that. But yeah, we need an arrow release is what I'm saying is what you're saying. (laughs) uh, Yeah.
1: All right. Somebody needs to get on that. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's just, just the way it rampages. It's just, it's so destructive and just totally devastating and Mm -hmm. it's, such a great way to uh, introduce this monster.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I think it's a good way to introduce that. This thing is like pure destruction and why it damages everything in its wake. Um, and that's kind of where we get the other storyline, which is with crazy horse played by Will Sampson, who I guess we talked about him before in the other J Lee Thompson movie uh, Firewalker, Cause they, they meet up with him in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um But he's not crazy horse in this movie they change his name to worm because he cries over a dead loved one
1: i know just uh, i they call him worm just like total just like what are you like a little girl or something you're so pathetic you're a
0: worm you little you little whiny worm uh yeah it's so mean but you know he he still he has to take revenge on the white buffalo that that's that's his goal he's kind of like the what's the de- the death wish person paul kersey kind of like that he's the more vengeful one because uh, charles bronson i guess it's kind of like vengeance but he just kind of has nightmares and he's like i got to get rid of this thing otherwise i'm going to have more nightmares this is horrible
1: and he has ptsd for this buffalo that he's never encountered before
0: that's what's so weird about <laughs> it because the thing about Moby Dick because that's what J. Lee Thompson said it was based off of is that you know our Captain Ahab there had dealt with Moby Dick before and that's why he was going after him Charles Bronson has nothing to do with this white buffalo but he still has like tracking skills and knows about it and wants to go kill it it's kind of silly um but Charles Bronson love his look in this movie this man this costume he's wearing through his costumes I should say He's looking good. That's all. That's all I could say. Those sunglasses he wears, the Django Unchained glasses, they look great on well, him.
1: Well, uh, so fun fact: Quentin Tarantino also really likes this movie, mm-hmm. A- and that's that. That's that's what the glasses are from, and Django <laughs> it was the glasses in this movie.
0: Yeah, they're they're great glasses, and I, I think Charles Bronson. So I've never really watched many Charles Bronson movies. I won't say like. I, I never knew if I was a big fan or not cuz I've only seen him in his probably his most popular movies like Death Wish, you know, uh, stuff like that. And um, you know, it, this is he's definitely playing the stereotype that everyone kind of pigeonholes him into into this. There's just something about him that he's entertaining to watch.
1: I, I, you know, like I it's just he has that presence about him that mm. it's not like what he's saying or him like even being like an exceptional actor but he just no. has that screen presence on him where i'm just like i want to see more of this i want to <laughs> see what, what else this guy's got going on
0: yeah exactly like he's the kind of action star that like you go see him in a movie and you know he's gonna bring that same presence no matter what kind of movie it is he's gonna be charles bronson and he's gonna deliver these great lines and he he but, has some awesome lines in this movie too well it's it's funny so like uh when we were talking
1: about Firewalker, we you know, we made the point that Chuck Norris was like like the guy from Canon, but yeah, uh, Charles Bronson was also the other yeah. guy for Canon. And like the big joke was is like they would have like a big pile of scripts and that the producers would go through each. Script and they would have a pile, one for Norris and one for Bronson, and they would just like pick and choose, like which one goes on which, which which Chuck gets one.
0: Yeah, well, I I like that because it I you definitely see that Charles Bronson probably they were like oh this one's a little sleazier, a little nastier. Charles gets that one, and then Chuck gets a little more tamer, a little more in kung fu type stuff. He
1: he gets to do the more stunts because Bronson can't handle it at this point.
0: No, he cannot. Um, But I I do love that Um, But this isn't a canon movie Right which is surprising It's a United Artists movie Um, But I mean this is definitely leading up To that um, canon era Bronson I really love just the town and the setting Because Charles Bronson gets to town And everybody It's the classic western thing Of everybody in town knows who this guy is And everybody hates this guy And everyone has it out for him
1: yeah cuz he's trying to keep a low so i mean the the big he goes he's using an alias but mm-hmm. the whole movie cuz he's wild bill hickok you know famous cowboy yeah. and he doesn't want people to know his identity but everyone just like once they see him walking around and like once he uses a gun they're like
0: oh that's wild bill and yeah um but well he, he also he uses the clark kent sunglasses hide uh, yeah. thing <laughs> Can't tell yeah. who
1: I am if I got these on. <laughs> well, no, I was gonna say, and then uh, we get introduced to uh, Jack Warden, yeah. uh, who I love. Jack Warden. I remember. I remember watching oh. Jack Warden when I was a kid because he was in problem child. And oh god, oh, yeah, and,
0: <laughs> yep.
1: And uh, he was in uh, like Heaven Can Wait. He was also in Dirty Work. I remember watching.
0: Yeah, and well, I remember him and, uh, Twelve Angry Men. That's one of my favorite movies. Um, oh yeah. Oh, and
1: toys. I remember him in toys.
0: He's in toys. Really, I've only seen toys one time in my life. <laughs>
1: that's that's an time.
0: out that's an out there movie.
1: That's one to talk about. But um, yes. uh, it but definitely. anyway, yeah. Uh, I he plays like an old prospector type of character who's a friend of Wild Bill Hickok and mm-hmm. what what a way to introduce <laughs> this character to because they the scene takes place at like a bro, a, a brothel slash bar yeah the thing mm-hmm. and it's literally just like people are just sitting around having drinks and then there will just be these curtains and like it's just these women behind them and they'll just be like all right you got 60 seconds with this girl head in there and then it's just and then they're and it's just like people are just lined up like oh yeah this is this is totally normal like yeah, you're just you know, like, like you're just waiting in line to get your like drink order or whatever at like a restaurant or something yeah
0: yeah it, it's like it looks like bathroom stalls like literally like there's a line for the bathroom but no it's for having <laughs> having a woman for a minute and leaving and, um, and then uh jack Warden's character
1: gets introduced because he's totally <laughs> impotent at the moment like he's not able to rise to the occasion so they're just Uh like "Ah, sorry charlie maybe next time
0: (laughs) yeah i know i i love that and i i I love this character because he is absolutely insane he's just an insane character that's what he's there for he's kind of like bronson's the straight man and then uh jack warden here during this whole bar section which is like a huge scene in the movie it lasts for a while he like is throwing crap Saying crazy crap, just like getting on everybody's nerves in this place.
1: He throws the bottle and he's like, sorry, I wasn't brought up right. Yeah, and yeah. Everyone, everyone just goes back to doing their thing. And it's like I,
0: yeah. When he said that, I reversed the movie. I don't know what it was. He threw that bottle and said, I wasn't raised right. And I thought I misheard him. And I was like, What did he say? And I had to like go back and watch it again. Great line. Uh, but oh, it, yeah, it, but this is all because the dude at the bar. Well, there's like this rival gang that just like hates Bronson is what I'm getting out of it. And then the guy at the bar is like, hey, can you try your best to get these dudes out? But also tries to blackmail Bronson at the same time. It's like, oh, yeah.
1: Well, the the, the bartender is like also like a famous gunman. But he's like pretending that he's just like a regular bartender. And Mm -hmm. um, originally he was like going to pay Bronson to uh, take him out but Bronson's like I don't I don't do that and then (laughs) so Bronson basically had to fight his way out between like the rival gang Mm -hmm. and the the people working in the bar so there's a great shootout in there I mean I that's like it was a really tense moment I was like really like on the edge of my seat like watching that type of
0: stuff yeah no I agree I think this movie does build tension really well i do think and we'll get into that a little bit later because i think maybe the final scene leading up to it is extremely tense um but a a funny scene in this part is a little bit later charles bronson meets up with an old fling who is a um who who is a prostitute that works or kind of lives there and one of the best moments in this movie is charles bronson is old ass (laughs) laying on the bed and she's like come on let's make love and he's like no not tonight you know like just like no i I don't want to and she's like we don't see this a lot in these movies but she's like forcing herself upon him like no we're going to do this i am riding this horse and he's like no i can't i'm not gonna do it and he (laughs) refuses her advances the whole way through and i i I don't know there's just something funny about seeing charles bronson refuse kim novak (laughs)
1: Uh, no, she. Uh, they do. They do eventually. Well, yeah, her, but, yeah. But I, uh I don't know. I like it. Would this may sound really warped, but after seeing so much of it on the reverse side, it was nice. <laughs> you <got> the other <laughs> end, but um, um, I, I. So when I say that, though, I, it's very clearly like he wasn't like no don't do it like he wasn't oh like under no duress, he wasn't under duress so i want to make that point it was very no. clearly like hardcore he, flirting with each other and no,
0: it was more like i'm tired kim and like i'm tired right now maybe i need to sleep really fast before we do anything kind of deal it, it's not like a no and it's silly because like she's even like he's like she, i love the line where she's like you can just lay there and that's all you have to do <laughs>
1: I personally loved their relationship. I wanted more of. Uh, really, Kim Novak, Kim Novak. I I actually really liked her in this movie. I I mean, yeah, she's yeah, not. She's in the, she has a very very small role, but yes, it's a very impactful role. And I kept thinking about her, and I was like, I wonder if she's gonna be coming back, like type of thing. And no. I, I, she doesn't, unfortunately. But stuff like that, I was like, it made me. I was like, oh, I was like, oh man, I. I was starting to dig it more because of stuff like that
0: yeah it was um it was definitely a bit part right like it definitely felt like it would have led to more she's definitely out of the movie and then it becomes charles bronson jack warden going on the trip oh uh slim pickens shows up uh which is crazy very bit part again for slim pickens but no i'm saying i love seeing him in anything
1: no, I I totally agree. I again, I was just like, oh, Slim chickens like you know, because he has such a recognizable voice. I mean, like he could just start <laughs> talking, and you know, yeah. but uh, that scene was so out there. It felt that scene felt really out of place because he was just like Charles Bronson is riding in a stagecoach, yeah. and then they stop. Well, he's riding with like this one guy and a girl and this guy's being completely vulgar he kicks him out like in the middle of the rain the guy's like darn you like (laughs) type of thing and uh anyway he they find like a dead body in the snow and Mm -hmm. they go and investigate and then while they're doing that like like somebody shoots the carriage and the woman in there ends up getting shot in the face (laughs) it's just such such a very violent scene that did not need to happen but it's just
0: like it's so. i'm trying to remember what charles bronson says unfortunately i didn't write it down but she's
1: oh she said uh got hit right in the middle of her third eye or whatever yeah that's
0: right got hit right in the middle of her third eye like what you know um now this is actually one of my favorite parts of the movie i thought it was so silly when they're in the carriage together because he kicks the guy out because he keeps cursing and he's like there's a lady here you can't curse in front of her and she's like oh thank you thank you but the punchline is after that she says like when are we gonna get the fuck out of here when are we gonna get out <laughs> of this damn country and the look on bronson's face i don't know it was just a silly moment um but Loved some, it. yeah she dies and then they just kind of they move on with the movie
1: never gets brought up again i mean like i i you know it's very clear i mean they were going after bronson and she was just hitting the crossfire but still it was just like Mm -hmm. zero consequence for that thing happening (laughs) uh, but they uh they go out so anyway after there's that shootout in the bar they they go out to the countryside to try to find like the buffalo because this buffalo is like a big myth at this point and people have been talking about it and mm-hmm. but uh they ran into the rival gang and that's when a uh, crazy horse finally runs into him and he has like a, a wolf pelt so, <laughs> yeah so like he'll crouch over and they'll bite and i remember the guy was like darn you lobo get out of yeah, here and, just, <laughs> yeah. and uh and uh crazy horse just like jumps up and just shoots him with the bow and arrow
0: yep yeah no there, there's a really great moment it's a little bit later where they're it, they're in the snow and there's like this huge standoff um with some people a little what everybody's hiding behind rocks but crazy horse shows up as a wolf and is hiding behind the rock and he's the one who wins it because he has a bow and can shoot far that was one of the moments that i thought was pretty tense and i actually really liked that
1: great moment again another moment i loved so
0: yeah um I, i guess getting into it the moment that brought it down to like for me a movie that i loved to a movie that i enjoyed um god for me it was the cave scene there's a moment where they go to the cave and Jack Warden is having problems with becoming friends with the, with the native American and he's
1: very racist,
0: very racist. And it goes on for a very long time. And I think for me, it felt like padding, it felt like nothing was happening and it kind of didn't do much for the plot. And I was like, I'm getting really tired of this whole sequence. That, that was me. This, that scene killed the momentum for me. Now,
1: now the now a film expert like me would see this as (laughs) as as, i'm reading into it as an homage to jaws for like this classic scene where they're sitting Mm -hmm. in the boat like going over their injuries like it's revealed that jack warden has a glass eye yes which is one of the better moments he pulls it out and freaks crazy horse out. Like he just
0: was like, mm-hmm. Oh <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. He's just, he's scared. And then the Bronson's like, put it, put it away. Like put it back in.
1: And <laughs> uh, all serious. I I will agree. It's, it's probably the weakest part of the movie, but mm-hmm. it wasn't enough to hamper my enjoyment of anything. Mm-hmm. And it was, to me, it wasn't like extremely padded or anything like that. Cause I mean, there is some like, moments in there i like when they're trying to explain everything and like because at first well bill i mean he's also pretty much like in jack borden's camp where he's like completely racist against the indians doesn't like them either yes. yeah and um seeing um crazy horse and how he acts and like how crazy horse has basically just
0: been like a brother to him mm-hmm. they
1: uh they really like him but uh, like they start coming around to him
0: yeah yeah i mean bronson's really like supportive like surprisingly supportive of crazy horse like he's like you know let's give him a chance i see a lot of good in this guy i think that he's gonna that he's a really good guy oh and andy wants to kill the white buffalo too okay that's a that's a win-win there they i but they
1: wait in the camp and it's uh, what what i really like is uh because uh, charles bronson keeps talking about this dream that he has this like really mm-hmm. Dream where he's attacked by the white buffalo, mm-hmm. and they're like, Every time they go, in they go here. Like, Jack Warden would say, Oh, is this the place? and Charles Bronson, like, No, there was snow. I remember, they're like, It has to be this exact <laughs> setting before Charles Bronson is completely satisfied that the buffalo is gonna show up. Yeah, Charles Bronson has the ability to see into the future. This is not him Mm -hmm. having a nightmare this is uh, this is him seeing into the future
0: no it's it's that exact dream i mean that's what happens at the end of the movie like he's there and he's like this is it like this is where we this is (laughs) this is it this is my dream i'm here uh it's it's pretty great too because he looks at jack warden and i think jack warden's still like having problems believing this man.
1: Jack Warren's just kind of along for the ride because he's just, yeah. Wild Bill has just always been
0: able to help him out. And he's just like, yeah.
1: Wh- whatever you say, Bill, like type <laughs> of thing. And-
0: mm-hmm. so the final showdown, I think, is really, really cool because um, that's when the buffalo, because it, it just like Jaws, it's all about not really seeing the buffalo, right? It's all about, like, the mysticism behind him. Like, when he does show up, he destroys everything, So when he does finally show up after not being seen, there's like a tenseness, like people, people could die here. Like, you know, it's a movie (laughs) where I, I'm sure Charles Bronson lives no matter what, but there still is that chance that people that our main characters could die. Um, I don't know. It was definitely, it it was, it was a cool showdown scene, like especially whenever crazy horse hops on the Buffalo's back.
1: Well, it starts because the Buffalo is charging directly at Bronson and Mm jack warden says shoot it cap shoot it and then just uh, his gun is frozen like the trigger has like an ice block and he can't fire the gun because right where the trigger is it's like a big block of ice his gun is frozen Mm -hmm. it's that cold and he can't shoot the buffalo and crazy horse jumps on and starts stabbing the buffalo as much as he could
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: eventually they they all are able to fire on it and the thing is, this crazy horse actually has a gun. Yeah. So he, he could have used this gun. At the end of this showdown, they're like, why didn't you just use the gun? He's like, no, this Buffalo had to be taken down, not by the white man's ways. And I'm like, well, I mean, they, they helped out a lot. I mean, I'm sure yeah. your, stabbing, your stabbing was, you know, was, was hurting the Buffalo. But I, I don't know what a, <laughs> a Buffalo could be taken down by a knife just being stabbed in the back over and over again.
0: No, I don't. The stabbing in the exact same place. It looked like over and over and over again. I, I sure think the, the bi- I think the big sh-
1: <laughs> I think the big shotgun barrel probably did a lot more damage yes. to the
0: buffalo yeah um i i do the blood effects on the buffalo is really cool because it's a, a white buffalo so it's like pure red all over it's like fur mm-hmm. but yeah it, it,
1: it was a great moment it was a great showdown and then when they when they do take it down uh crazy horse skins the buffalo and jack warden's like oh, what the heck i mean are you just you're gonna like are you friends with this you know guy now and he's like, he's a good man. He helped us type of thing. And yeah. it's like a weirdly sad ending because Jack Warden is pretty much done with Wild Bill. Like, he just like, you took that, you took Crazy Horse's side. Like, you know, I told you, don't yeah. trust those guys. and you, You're still trusting them. And mm-hmm. the movie ends like that. Like, a, a friendship ends between, <laughs> yeah. between them. And then a new one has been created.
0: Yeah, but it still has that sadness, right? Because a, a friendship blossoms from it, but Crazy Horse is still like, you'll be my brother forever, but I'm never going to see you again. We will never make contact again, we can't, after okay. doing something like that. So it's all around kind of just a sad ending. It, it reminds me of Moby Dick in a way where it's like, you know, they kill it, but like, what did they, what did they really gain from it? Especially Crazy Horse, because it's revenge. I guess Charles Bronson doesn't get nightmares anymore, so I guess he gained well, something from it. Maybe it's like a different animal
1: now. Now he's dreaming of like a giant armadillo or something. And oh I, yeah,
0: the the white armadillo or something,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and just just rolls through the town like Sonic, like a boulder.
0: Hey, you know what? I'm down for a sequel. <laughs> I would have been down for a sequel to this, but unfortunately, we, we never got it. Maybe we'll just get a remake. Who knows? Well,
1: well, just so you know, this. It, this wasn't an original idea. This was actually based off of a book.
0: Oh, gotcha. That that makes sense. I could see that. Um I guess another little fun fact is this is produced by the great Dino De Laurentiis, who was a purveyor of, like, a lot of genre movies. He worked on, the year before this, the King Kong, the 70s re King Kong. This, like, the goofy one. But he also produced, like, the Transformers animated movie and just a ton of stuff so he's kind of like i think he has i think he has an academy award one of the honorary ones just from like all of the work he did in hollywood
1: well yeah and he also did orca too because apparently Mm -hmm. he was like inspired after jaws and it's like i gotta i gotta (laughs) have my own jaws
0: (laughs) yeah no and i mean hey it's cool i think we got this one where i don't think that I, you know, to me, it's like Jaws, but I don't think it's that much of a ripoff of it. I think it exists as its own thing. I feel like more so it, than Grizzly, it's its own thing. Grizzly was like you could tell how much of a ripoff it was. This is kind of inspired, I would say.
1: Yeah, I would, I would say so. To me, it's different enough, but it's mm-hmm. with the the dynamic that the non-buffalo scenes, what's going on to me, it's different enough. It's, it's yeah uh but yeah i like i said loved it i I thought it was great i had a great time watching it i was hooked from beginning to end and Mm -hmm. uh like i said jaylee thompson i mean he's he's a two two for one right now for me
0: no and we definitely are we have plenty other movies from jaylee thompson to talk about um but yeah no i mean I agree. I actually I like this movie, and I do recommend you check it out. I think it's a really neat, weird western. Even with my like one kind of gripe with the movie, I still think overall it's a very enjoyable experience. And I, it it's got me hooked on Bronson. I want to pick more Bronson movies for the podcast.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say I think we may have to do either a Bronson week or we might do like a Bronson month. Yeah, like, I don't like know
0: i i would be for that so maybe you'll see that coming up soon um but i think that wraps up for white buffalo unless you have some last things to throw in no
1: no like i said i totally give it a recommend
0: all right well ryan what are we going to be covering on thursday
1: well nathan you actually already mentioned it we're going to talk about one of the greatest westerns django unchained Um...
0: (laughs) we love tarantino here (laughs)
1: Because I mean, I, would, I mean, he's he made the greatest Western of all time, I and mean, why why wouldn't you talk about it? No, yeah,
0: true, true. Even even though he doesn't, he says it's not a Western, he says it's an Eastern,
1: a Southern,
0: a Southern. Sorry, <laughs> okay. uh,
1: no, anyway, we're not only really talking about Tarantino, I'm sorry, maybe one day, <laughs> but uh, no, we're going to be talking about 1971's doc doc. And that is over on 2B for free.
0: Perfect. Well, I'm excited to watch that. But if you want to send us an email, you can send us an email over at podcast at gmail.com. And you can also tweet at us at DIDFpod over on Twitter. But until next time.
1: Until next time.